it's interesting, we're in this, this series about the church. And uh, simultaneously, we've been going through it quite uh, fortunate for me, I think really provided by God, I've been reading a book on revivals of the past. I've been studying uh, for the last hundreds, several hundred years in the United States and Western culture what brought about revival. What took that smoldering wick and brought it into a roaring flame in different areas where countries, the United States, several times in Great Awakenings, uh, Great Britain, were changed, radically transformed by the power of Christ. The church came alive. And we've been talking about the church. What we just heard is they, they interviewed 75 pastors. That whole, By the way, that whole segment is on YouTube, the place of all source of wisdom, uh, if you want to find it. And listen to what they had to say and some of their solutions. Uh, parallel with that, we've, we have been doing soul searching at Crossroads Community Church. We've been looking at how we can be effective. One of the terms that one of those pilots or uh, pastors used was the church has become ineffective and that's actually the title of our message today ineffective no one wants to sign up for that i don't want my life to be ineffective i don't think anyone does and for sure i i don't want crossroads specifically but the church in general to become ineffective but we we put this information up uh just as truth because so often you, I've put it up so many times, maybe we become numb to it. The church has become ineffective in bringing people into a fully devoted relationship with Christ. Survey after survey, study after study, interviews with people, pastors, people. It, it's become ineffective, not producing the intended results. What's the intended result that the church is striving to bring about? What is striving to bring about are fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ who are radical world changers, whose lives are so transformed that we go out and change our world. We've been looking at this study through a book uh, called Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. This chapter in the book that we read this week, the title was not ineffective. The title was Unleashed. The principle of this book and the chapter that he was talking about was unleash the church. Said kindly, or well, the way I would say it, let the animals loose. Get them out of their cages and turn them loose on culture and society. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to stay in these four walls. We're supposed to go out and make a difference. And what happened in, in, inside of our country uh, and what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to preach the Word of God, be prepared whether times are favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, encourage people with good teaching. You know, the thing in there, he talked about us being the home team, and now we're the visiting team, and they boo us. Read the news. Just take a look and, and see what's going on around us. So teachers have come in and offered a false Christianity. We've talked about it uh, week after week. But God has a solution. We can be effective, we can be powerful, and that's what this series is about for us as a church and us as individuals. Let's ask God to, to guide our talk today. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you that, that you're God, that you are effective, that you do have a plan. You do have the power, the purpose, the wisdom, 
to bring about a desired result in each life here so that we might be effective servants of Jesus Christ, changing our culture, our families, and ourselves. So thanks, Lord, that you'll guide as, as individuals and as a church. Lord, we've been open to, to hear your voice. Thanks for speaking to us, affirming, confirming, and correcting where necessary. Thanks in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So that really is what we're talking about. We are, we are pushing, I think, the envelope as best we can to examine ourselves, to look at ourselves as a church, to look at our practices, our procedures, our doctrine, our theology, all the stuff, and saying, are, are we right on? And that's what we're told to do individually and as a church to examine ourselves to see if we really are doing church God's way. Are we doing everything we can to be effective? Are we doing everything we can to change lives? It starts at the church level, and we'll talk about some of the things we've been doing, but it also starts individually and personally. So there's two sides to our conversation today. As we look inside of a church, I need to look inside myself and ask God to look in my heart. Each person here need to look in your heart. If there's any hurtful way, Lord, guide us in the everlasting path. There's something we're doing wrong. Reveal it, church-wise or personally. So this is this is this individuals. We go forward as a church. We go forward. Uh, we've been gaining a lot as a church, and I want to talk about some of the things we've learned and uh, some of the things we can celebrate. But first off, the big challenge: confession time. We have one huge flaw that was uncovered in the last almost eight weeks, or actually this, this has been going on for like three months as the church leadership team, we found out one huge fault. We have a communication problem. We, are not, we have not been accurately communicating with each other as, as leadership and, and members or with the congregation what our plan is. And, and we, we know that's the case because over these months, we've been gathering in groups, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it as a management team. We'll do it as small group leaders. We'll do it as ministry leaders of all kinds. We've been getting together, and we've been saying, what should we do as a church? What, what needs to be done? And so we do what every godly person does. We wrote suggestions on sticky pads and, and stuck them up on walls and grouped them and, and turned them all together so we had these ideas captured. And, and meeting after meeting, idea after idea came forward. And so we recorded them, noted them, and then we had a great discovery. We took a step back and said, conservatively, of the suggestions that Crossroads should be doing, we're already clearly established and doing 75% of them. Wait a minute. The problem is not, for the most part, our ministry, our approach, or anything else. People just don't know we're doing it. So, uh, actually, this week, next week, and, and then the final week, uh, we're going to be talking about what we're doing. This week, we're going to be talking about, uh, as a church, our, our discipleship plan to bring fully devoted followers together. The next week, it's going to be evangelism. And the final week, it's going to be an ask it where you can come in and ask questions. We thought we'd have these two first, so you don't ask us to do what we're already doing, okay? So that's a cheat on our part. But we, we started with all of this, and we, we, we had to go back to our basics. 
At, literally, as a church, uh, we were birthed with a specific cause and mission. We, we started in a small group. And, and we were captured by an idea of, that we can change Ridgecrest one heart at a time. But the, the, the very simple statement that Jesus gave all of his followers and disciples that empowers and encourages, he tells us that he has all authority and we're to go in the world and we're to do two things. First off, he says, I've given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. That's a learner. That's a follower. Go make disciples and, and of all nations. And then here's this baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's mission one. Mission one is to bring people into a personal biblical relationship, fully committed with Jesus Christ, celebrated in water baptism, but is actually celebrating spiritual baptism when we die in Christ and we're raised anew. First mission, bring people into a biblical relationship with Christ. The second mission is to teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments, to follow God, to be like Christ in this community, not making it up, but being real, going forward, and our lives are transformed. So, so there's, two, there's two parts to it. One is evangelism. Evangelism is carrying the message and presenting Jesus Christ to people. The second one is discipleship. Let's go back. Evangelism, uh, all authority has been given. And we won't spend a lot of time because last week we talked about what a biblical relationship with Christ looks like. But Jesus made it clear. He said, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, born again is a pretty radical concept. I mean, I remember back when I was in my mom's womb, hanging out, everything was comfortable, fed regularly, all warm, all toasty, swimming around the pool, making things happen. All of a sudden, I was thrown out into this cruel, mean world, and everything was different. I was forced to breathe on my own. I had to dig a food down. Never mind. Why am I going there? <laughs> that being born again is a radical transformation from one environment from one reality to another reality jesus couldn't have been clearer the being crucified with christ the classic verse that i use all the time one of my life verses we die to christ we die to our old life it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me i start a new reality that's biblical christianity we we pound this hard because this is what's missing in our culture we are experts at making false Christians. The goal is to find biblical Christians. But when, once they become a biblical Christian, the second one is make disciples. Teaching Christians to follow, obey, and to live like Jesus lived in this world. You know, it's uh, teach them to obey the commandments. Uh, we, we can be sure that we know him because we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I'm a Christian, I know God, I'm way cool. But if we're not obeying God's commandments, seeking holiness, that person's a liar, not living in the truth. But if we obey the truth, and we show we love him. And here it is. Look at the last part of that. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. The ultimate litmus test of a follower of Christ is we're being transformed into the life and the image of Christ. 
So there's two parts that we go forward as a church. This is what we're supposed to do. This is the, the, uh, the chance that we have, why we're here. So we're going to start just mentioning what we're going to be talking about next week. Our mission statement at Crossroads Community Church, very simple. It has actually been there from the beginning of it. We want to glorify God by encouraging unchurched people into a fully devoted relationship with Jesus Christ. And as we do that, we'll change Ridgecrest one heart at a time. But there's something in there. This, this task of evangelism is you and I are sent out as ambassadors. We're Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us as we speak for Christ. We plead with our family, with our parents, with our neighbors, with our co-workers, with all we know. Come back to Christ. That's evangelism. But I, very important, one thing we'll, we'll really camp out on this next week, we're encouraging unchurched people. We're not standing out in front of Emmanuel or the Episcopal Church with signs saying, come to Crossroads. It's way cool. We have donuts. And they're free. We don't do that. Because our goal is not to bring people from other churches. That's transfer growth. That's actually, in, in the vernacular, it's sheep stealing. We don't do that. Our goal is to, to meet people that don't know Christ, build a relationship. We'll talk about it next week. I, I get fired up on this. Build a relationship with them, and in the context of that, share our lives and our testimony, and then ultimately have a church service where we can invite our friends to where they don't get weirded out. And so that's the, that's the first part of our mission, unchurched people. But the second part of it, turns into what we're focusing on today, discipleship, making fully devoted followers of Christ Jesus. Now, this was the really fun part of the investigation that we've gone through over the last several months. It, as a church, I just make the assumption that everyone knows what a full, could define clearly on a piece of paper what a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ is. Pop quiz. Can you? I talked to leadership groups. I talked to other groups in our church. For, for decades, it was clear. But I wasn't getting warm fuzzies coming back at me. The, the stated process of what makes a fully devoted follower wasn't clear. It was very murky. What does it look like to grow spiritually? What, what goes forward in that process? What has to change? What has to start? Now, some basics on spiritual growth, and, and, and this is something to remember, it never ends. If we're pursuing knowledge and a relationship with God, we have a, a source of information that exceeds anything we can ever imagine. We will never plumb the depths of God's wisdom, his plan, his understanding. We're always learning. This is the Apostle Paul uh, at one time, this fearless Christian leader that spread the word of Christ around. Uh, says, I don't mean that I've already achieved these things yet, this spiritual growth, or gotten anywhere near perfection. But he says, what I do, I press on for the perfection. I'm looking for it. This is what Christ bought me for. He says, I've not achieved it. I just focus on one thing. Please, forgetting what lies behind reaching for what lies ahead. We press on for the goal. What's the goal? Of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We're called to this growing relationship in Christ. It never ends. 
never perfect, never finished. Matter of fact, an honest... I, uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I can speak for myself. The more I know, the more I don't know. The more I think I got a grip on God, He just ups and changes it. His wisdom is so much higher than mine. His ways are so much higher than mine. And so the more I think I know, I don't know. The more I, the more I know, the more I need to know that I need to grow. Not perfect, but pressing on. But okay, I, I've given you a few minutes to think. Uh, so I, I asked what a fully devoted follower of Christ was like. And, and what, how would you define that? We have something that started from the beginning. I won't even ask for a show of hands. How many people have remember the five G's? So this is our discipleship growing plan. This, this wonderful, incredible graphic is the process that we encourage each person who walks in the door of Crossroads Community Church to go through. Five G's. We made it simple. The first one is God. It's a reasonable idea to start if you're talking about a relationship with God to start with God. The first G is God. To establish a biblical relationship with the living God. We talked about that last week, but it has to start there. We can't start building a, a life in Christ until we know Christ. Matter of fact, if we skip a fully uh, a biblical relationship with Christ in step one, more than likely our discipleship plan will become a process of works. Where it's not Christ moving in us, but it's us perfecting ourselves, which is not God's plan. But once we know Christ, moving inside of us now is God's Holy Spirit. Christ now lives through us, and there's a hunger and a thirst to grow. Second G, growth inside of our lives. The third, and we'll come back and define these clearer in a minute, but the next, once we're growing, we want to be in a group. I want to hang out with other Christians. I want to be encouraged in my Christian walk. I want to encourage other people. So we've got to build meaningful relationships with other people where we can encourage and support each other. The next one, once we, once we got the, the God growth group, a gift. We find out how we're uniquely designed by God. Our capabilities, our strengths, our talents, the spiritual gifts that live inside of us. And once we decide how God wired us, what he created us for, then we start using that. We're give, our last G, give of our time, our energy, our resources, our gifts to help other people come to know Christ and to grow in Christ. Five G's, very straightforward. So if I was to ask you, what is Crossroads' plan for discipleship, you'll confidently sit back and say, five G's. You will confidently sit back and say, five G's. Okay, we got it. My work is done here. What does that look like? I'm, I'm just going to hit this quickly. Number one, have to start fully devoted relationship with Christ. When that happens, we follow Christ, we lay our lives down, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We're told that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And we will be witnesses by our life and by our words in Trona, Ridgecrest, and Inukern. 
all the way to Ballarat, maybe Lone Pine, who knows? But we have the power inside of us to be transformed. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Christ, makes it like Him. We're changing into His glorious image. We're being transformed. We have a new heart. We're forgiven. We have a new spirit. We have a desire to serve God. This is what we call Crossroads 101 review. We have a 101 class, which looks specifically at this. The next 101 class is, is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, June 23rd. If you haven't been through 101, come to 101. You get four hours with me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. An ever-decreasing amount of enthusiasm. The, uh, but we have snacks, okay? So make up. But, but if you, you don't know our doctrine, you don't know our philosophy, you don't know how we started, how we're financed, all of those things, you should know. Just, just, just come check it out. That's our one-on-one. Uh, now, because we're a biblical Christian, we seek change. We want growth. We want to grow as obedient children. We want to seek not okayness. We want to seek holiness. We want our lives to be transformed. It says we should be holy because our God is holy. And, and we, we grow simply by connecting with Christ. It's, 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 it's something that's, I'd like to say, automatic. If I connect intimately with Christ, He flows through me like a, a, a branch attached to the vine. And as, as, as I abide in Him, and His Word abides in me, remains in me, I can ask, we'll want, it'll be granted, I'll produce much fruit. My life will be changed and transformed by this intimate, personal relationship with Christ. That's, 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 our, that's our 201. Regularly, uh, Dion puts a class on for 201, helping people how to read the Bible, how to find resources, how to use everything that we have here. Spiritual growth for each of us. It should be natural if we're connected to Christ. That's the, and, and we call those classes cleverly 201 because it follows 101. Marines got this down. Uh, so that's, that's our 201 group. The next one is 301. This is finding groups and personal relationships. We think of ways to motivate each other. When Crossroads started, we started as a small group. And we started with one concept in mind, that we'd, we would not be a church that had small groups. We would be a church of small groups. The desire, I can't tell you how strong the desire is to have everyone who's going through Crossroads be in a group. You, you honestly can't make deep relationships sitting here listening to an old bald guy. Even grabbing a donut on the way out. Sometime, if you want a fun experience, find out how quickly it takes for the donuts to be gone and the people to be gone. They kind of a, they run, run parallel with each other. But if you want to be a place where you can ask questions, if you want to be in a place where others can pray for you, encourage you, know your life, and you know theirs, then be in a small group. And that's our 301. There's multiple small groups. Sign-ups in the back. Please, we hope out of this to start new groups. Uh, I don't know why I should even say this now, but yeah, I will. I'm starting one, so I'm recruiting already. 
Uh, we're going we're gonna to do next week evangelism. Next week after that is ask it questions. I'm going to start an explore seeker group for those people who just want more information. We're going to take the questions that aren't answered on the ask it day. For those of you who are familiar, I just stand up here. We day you guys show questions trying to stump me and make me look foolish and normally succeed. But uh, we're going to have a group coming out of that. It's going to be meeting at the church, answering those questions. And any question anyone brings in, we'll talk about, again, it's my group. Uh, and if someone wants to bring food to that, you would be the first most welcome person in the group. Okay, here we go. But that's, that's our groups because we need to be connected. Sign up. If that's, that group is not interested, find a small group and join it, please. Uh, the next G is our gift. It's taking this unique creation that we are in Christ and finding out how we're wired, what our spiritual gifts are, what our heart is, who we care about. Do we care about kids? Do we care about homeless? Do we care about... Who do we care about? What's our heart? What's our experience? What's our aptitude? What's our... All of the things that are in us, our personality, what forms us to be God's tool in this world? That's the 401 class. Dion just ran once. She almost, I think she had a dozen people in there. And we run it again. But be, there's a sign-up back there for, for, for all the classes. Just put your name on it and just... You'll be in line for the next one. The final G is giving. In other words, if we, if we are a follower of Christ, Christ lives in us. If we're committed to spiritual growth and we're growing, if we're in a group and encouraging each other, if we know our spiritual gift, it's only natural. It's only natural to give back. Our time, our energy, our resources, our gifts, use them to help other people. The, the example that's in our face in our culture today, which is, this just cracks me up. I'm sorry. And I'm not really making fun, but one of the biggest complaints uh, that Generation X and Y, who are still, they're over 30, who are living at home, their biggest complaint is their mother's cooking. Get out of the house. <laughs> Give them the right foot of fellowship, which is. <laughs> Same thing with us. As we grow and mature, we do not want to be pew potatoes. get up and say, Jesus, this spuds for you. <laughs> Where else can you go to get such deep wisdom? Where? I got to ask. <sighs> so now, we got it. Five G's. Five G's. We, we, we straightforward on that. Okay, now, who's responsible for your spiritual growth? Is it your mother? <laughs> we are. We're responsible for our own spiritual growth. Pay careful attention to your own work, and then you'll get satisfaction for a job well done. You don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. We're each responsible 
for our own work. So examine yourself. Examine ourselves. Are we, are we a biblical Christian? Are we connected in a growing relationship? Are we connected to other people so we're, we're known and know them? Do we understand how we're made it, with, with our gifting? Do we, do we understand that and are we serving other people? You know, that's, that's straightforward. Are we there in each area of our life? We're responsible for that, you know, because Jesus is in us and the Holy Spirit is working. If, if, honestly, if this process isn't going on, you don't have to know the five Gs, but you have to know the process. This increasing love for God, this laying our lives down, growing, connecting with others, serving other people, here it is. You might want to stop and ask if Christ is in you. Remember the great deception of our nation with a very small percentage of people being biblical Christians. Crossroads is not exempt. So, so check that. So what we talk, it's our role to do our part, but what is the church supposed to do? Do we have any responsibilities ourselves that we're supposed to carry about? Absolutely. The church is to be... Uh, Need, need deep, totally committed to helping people who come to Crossroads grow. The church is given gifts of leadership, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the leadership core. The responsibility of that leadership core is to establish a church to equip God's people to do His work, to build up the church, the body of Christ, and this building up will continue until we come to the unity of our faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, so that we'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to Christ. The church is supposed to provide a structure that facilitates and encourages spiritual growth inside of the people. First, again, not to overemphasize, it starts with presenting the cross of Christ. Any relationship with Christ that's ever preached anywhere that doesn't include the cross and death of ourselves so Christ can live is not biblical Christianity. If you're listening to it on the uh, internet, turn it off, shift channels, you see it on TV, you know, just run away from it. First step, my job is to confront you with the cross. If that's foolishness to you, then you may want to do a heart check because that's Christianity. Okay, the next, we're supposed to offer tools for spiritual growth. We're to offer classes, biblical teachings. Now, here's, I'm just going to mention some of the things that we make available. We have biblical teaching and exhortation at weekend services. I'm exhorting you. Is that one... Exhortation is my spiritual gift. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a prophet. I'm, I'm an exhorter. An exhorter comes from a, a Greek word, parakletos, which means to walk alongside. I never want to talk down to you. I want to walk with you. I want to confess my junk and that where I'm working and encourage you to come with me. Hey, Christ is that way. Let's go together. That's exhortation as we go forward. That's that's my main communicating gift. Individually, my main gift is evangelism. One-on-one. -on -one. So, but anyway, never mind. It's, all, it's not all about Bill. Uh, weekend services. But 
one of the things that was pointed out, people will come into the church and they say, you don't feed me. You're not my issue. We do what we can, but the ultimate responsibility for spiritual growth is with the person. We have weekend services. Now, in one of our classes, people were saying, well, people don't feel fed. And one of our leaders, fearless leaders, I love her to death, uh, she turned around and said, every Sunday you're given two pages of Scripture. If you can't live off of two pages of Scripture for a day or two and feed yourself, you have an issue. Oh, uh, so that's our Sunday service, and you're walking out with pages of Scripture. Encourage training and connecting daily with Jesus. That's our 201 class. We have a daily study guide that's, uh, that we offer. We have opportunities for fellowship in 301, small group Bible studies, Bible studies, Sunday school classes, mission work, local, foreign, local and foreign, mission work in our schools. We'll talk about that a lot next week. Child evangelism. What an opportunity to change our community. By command of the Supreme Court, they did something right. They said Christians can run Christian clubs in elementary schools. For the last year, we've been running one at Gateway. We're going to continue Gateway. We want to open one in Pierce. Want to get involved? Change the next generation? Never mind. Uh, So we offer that. Training and discovering our spiritual gifts, our 401 invitation to serve others, 501. We're constantly presenting opportunities to serve. But one of these things I want to highlight because, to me, it's one of those things that we, we think of the term missionary as those people. No, no, it would be us, whether it's a mission to Ridgecrest, whether it's a mission to Mexico, whether uh, it's a mission in our own home. We're missionaries. Missions changed my life. They really have several times. We go and we're transformed, whether it's a Baja house for a weekend, uh, whether it's Mission Ridgecrest, which is totally local. Uh, power ministries, the La Esperanza. You get to walk into a deep area of poverty where literally in some of the labor in Mexico are almost like slave labor with their kids put into incredibly deplorable situations. You get to go down and minister and serve with them. Great opportunities. I, I'm a firm committer, you know, commit, committed to, to missions. So uh, thanks, John, for, for putting that in front of us. Uh, I, These are just some of the resources that are available to facilitate spiritual growth. I wanted to mention one other thing which uh, is huge, which is most people, I didn't understand the impact of it, but uh, when I first started with it, I was given a list in one of these national surveys and at a conference, and I was made smart on what it takes on a daily basis to connect and grow spiritually with Christ. And they gave us a list of things. They said, well, this is what you need is a daily time with God, a, a time of growth, sitting prayer, opening the Bible, reading Scripture, living, because uh, the Scripture is living and active, the milk of the Word we seek. So we're, we're in the Scripture, we're memorizing Scripture in our heart, we're reflecting and journaling on Scripture, communicating with God in prayer, giving thanks, requests for guidance, and seeking forgiveness. You may not have connected. Regular members of Crossroads get this every week. 
It's called our daily devotional guide. We have a study guide made available for each service. It's on your app. They're available in the back. It, it offers each and every element that's necessary for spiritual growth. It's, it's given out each week. You can memorize a verse. This week you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be, be my witnesses. And you can add Trona and, and Inukern in there. They give a daily reading. There's questions about that so you can reflect. You can journal back uh, questions about the Holy Spirit and all these questions for journaling. And then at the end there's the three questions for prayer. The basics for spiritual growth is presented for us each week, actually each day. Sunday you get off because you've got to get in here and eat donuts. Uh, but it's available to you. If you're not accessing this resource, you're, you're missing one of the greatest offerings, actually, that we put forward into this. Did I just take a hit? You know, they're kids. They're kids. You know, yeah, more importantly, they're happy kids. Uh, next next week, we're going to have the kids' uh, leaders down here, so you can ask them about that. <laughs> I, there's a term that we learned in Vietnam called rolling thunder. B-52 attacks. Don't tell Amber I said that, who runs the resources up there. But we have opportunities for youth upstairs and on the back. By the way, just so you pick this up as, as, as parents, and if you're in a parenting process, they give resource after resource after resource where you can join with your kid and uh, set up. We talk about home church. Every home that's got kids is a home church. Your job is to walk your children, your family through the five G's. It's a home church. And so they have resources in the back. They've got take-home flyers every week, memory verses every week, monthly activities, articles, all these home front maps. Right now media, we'll talk about that next week. But right now media, all the stuff we have available uh, are, are totally available for, for kids and youth activities. I didn't give enough emphasis to this. If, if you aren't using Right Now Media, Right Now Media is a, is a web streaming service that we as a church pay for. Every, every month we send them a check. But what that allows us to do is to, is to give us as a church access to thousands of, of quality Christian teachings. from, And we screen their quality teachers Kids programs, adult programs, marriage seminars, financial seminars, everything that you might want is available free. You sign up, you get your password, you, I'll own you mine if you need it, but, but you sign up and then you're, you're in, you can use it, you can pass it on to your family members, you, it's all available, it's free to you. It's a great service. So, uh, and also the last resource that I want to emphasize is the library. I'm a paper book guy, okay, so I'm old. But they've got DVDs, videos. I was just in there looking for my prophecy class. I was looking at the, the two rows of prophecy videos that are in there. 
There, all that stuff is in there. So we encourage you to use the resources that are available. So, uh, summary application, very simple mission. To encourage unchurched people into a fully devoted relationship with Jesus Christ. Change this town one heart at a time. Our personal spiritual growth comes at us because we follow the five G's. You see, double donuts for my friends. The 101 class, June 23rd, classes 201, uh, the study guide online uh, that's available to you. Sign up for 301, 401, and 501 serve and missions going forward. If you're at all interested in the child evangelism, there is a, uh, a sign-up in the back to get more information about it. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that, that you love us enough to invite us into your family, to adopt us through Jesus Christ, that we might be your child, that Christ can live in us, that the Spirit can live in us, and we can be transformed. We can be biblical Christians abiding in Christ, learning our gifts, our abilities, connecting with others, and serving you so we can be effective in our one and only life. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.